You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning. Welcome into a cold, cold Monday edition of Inside the Locker Room. Up to like, I think we're down to like 30, 30 this morning, about 32, 33 out there right now. So bundle up as you send those kiddos to the bus or you head to school, uh, this morning or to work, but uh, a little bit chilly out there this morning. 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you want to jump in. On the show with us this morning, the X accounts at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. Email for the show, Wimp and Barry at Yahoo.com. You can shoot us an email. Uh, if you want to download the Tide 100.9 app, there's also a chat box up in the right-hand corner. If you choose inside the locker room, then that will come directly to us. Uh, and Justin and I can... Uh, put those on the air. We got Justin Jones behind the glass. We let Noah sleep in today. I think he'll be back for the afternoon show. So Justin will be with us a lot more, uh, these days. We appreciate Justin being in, uh, this morning. All the colors, yellow is the most important, at least when it comes to building outdoors, no matter what your project is this season. Pier, deck, fence, pergola. Be sure to head down to your local Yellowwood dealer for Yellowwood brand, pressure treated pine. Yellowwood offers best protection against rot. Fungal decay and termite attack. So it's no wonder Yellowwood is the brand of choice. You're going to build, build it right. Go down to your local dealer. Go to yellowwood.com to find that. And always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. I did. I heard uh, the Alabama basketball team had a difficult time getting back. They were flying back. I heard on the radio this morning that they had to, just because of the storms, they stopped in Nashville uh, and stayed over in Nashville on Saturday night. But, uh, I didn't know that. but anyway, good morning. How are you this morning? I'm oh, doing okay. All things will jump around. Won't have anything kind of order. Jaden, Jaden Daniels, of course, from LSU won the the Heisman Trophy. Penix uh, from Washington was second. Emilio got four votes. If you're interested, in, everybody's always interested in that. Uh, Ohaney, I'm not pronouncing that right. The baseball player. Um, for ten years, got seven hundred seven hundred million, uh, which is a shock. I will talk to Doug Bell about John Rom. John, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure what one report says he got four fifty, four hundred fifty. Some people say he got six. The uh, LIV and PGA are a little bit of a turmoil. So we'll talk to Doug Bell about that in the second hour. Uh, Alabama and Purdue had a, a rough and tumble game, uh, with uh, Purdue coming out on top and. and uh, Auburn had a really home court advantage, home court advantage in Indiana. Their place was packed with Auburn people, and Auburn played awfully well to win that game. So two big wins there. The SEC teams in that long uh, list of games that played on Sunday, they won six games. Ole Miss is still the only undefeated team. Hadn't played a great schedule. South Carolina is probably a bit, a little bit of a surprise. Florida's not quite as good as I thought they were. Last night, uh, the Cowboys... One thirty-three to thirteen over the Eagles. The Eagles, first time in a long time, they have not had an offensive score. 
the Chiefs were offside on the last play of the game. Uh, big controversy there, whether actually by the officials. It wasn't a controversy, but the quarterback at Chiefs thought uh, wasn't necessarily called. So whatever. Chiefs got beat, and they're struggling just a little bit. Uh, Auburn, excuse me, Mississippi State uh, has gotten a couple of quarterbacks. They got the uh, Van Buren kid who decommitted from from Oregon because there's a, there's a quarterback going to Oregon, I think. He decommitted, and the new coach at Mississippi State got him. Also, he they got Blake Sharpton uh, from Baylor and uh, four other good players. So the new um, offensive coordinator uh, at Oklahoma, I believe he was, had, had been at Ole Miss at one time. Has come in and be the head coach at Mississippi State. Seems to be doing pretty well. Wide receiver um, from um, from Clemson has one year of eligibility. He's transferred to I can't go through all of that, but that was I thought interesting. Uh, has transferred to Notre Dame. Uh, we only have a, just a, a flurry of not many really great games this week until next Saturday. But I do want to mention this. Of course, Alabama's at Creighton. Auburn does not play on Saturday, but North Carolina's at Kentucky next week on CBS, which might be an interesting game. Um, outside of that, people are making a lot of money this day and time. $700 million for for 10 years is a pretty good pitcher. And um, I'm sure there are two or three other things that I, I failed to mention, but uh, that's about it. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Purdue game. Um you know, Alabama made 13 threes the first half and was only up two at that point. I was worried. Uh, if you're up, hit 13 threes, you're supposed to be up more. Uh, a lot of complaints about Edie, the way the game was officiated. I know there were some clips. Uh, you know, if you have, if you're in the lane, you have to get both feet out of the lane for the count to restart. There were some situations where people thought he was in the lane way too much, way too long. Uh, but I tell you what's to me is most impressive about this kid. Sometimes big kids free throw can't shoot. make free throws. The guy's eleven of eleven from the foul line. So uh, you got to give him credit uh, if he can step up there and make eleven out of eleven free throws. Because you know the strategy is to foul him and not let him uh, get easy basket. But when a big guy can shoot free throws, what a tremendous uh, advantage and help that is. There's no doubt about it. We're down through the years when I was assistant coach and head coach as well. Our big guys were not as good, was not effective at the line uh, as uh, certainly he was the other day. He's a, a good basketball player. Boy, they would do something if they would leave him completely inside and throw the lob pass to him on the backside, but they don't do that. He comes out the screen. So it was a physical game, and uh, Alabama made 11 more threes than, than uh, they did. And, uh, of course, they went to the line more, and uh, it was a rough and tough. I think Alabama played harder defensively, pressured when they could. Didn't do a great job against the pick and roll in the second half, but I thought they played hard. And certainly, the kid from Muscle Shoals was was outstanding player for Alabama. He, Sears kid played terrific. So uh, they're on to Creighton um, next. Uh, so when they get back home, they'll get some rest and go at it again. Yeah, uh, Sears well, obviously shot his eight for 16 from three. Do you like to have a guard taking 25 shots? He took 25, 13 to 25. He was effective. The guy that's a little bit disappointing to me that I thought was going to score more consistently, he's kind of up and down as a strata. He goes for five points. Uh, and Sears gets 35. Uh, but just your thoughts about that? Well, that's, that's probably not enough basketballs for both of them. Yeah. I think that's, that's one of the situations. And you have Estrada who really has scored in, in, the, in the early season. 
uh, games. Both of the guards are very good. You have three people that uh, those two and, and Nelson are the, really the core of uh, Alabama basketball as far as scoring is concerned. The big back guy from from North Carolina, who I, I'm not trying to coach their team, so I have to be careful. Who I'd like to see in, in sort of in the back of the other team's defense, where we can throw it to him and they dunk it. Um, he he doesn't play that way. He's he's, he's uh, maybe has a chance to be a good player. Walkie guy, I'm not pronouncing that correctly. The kid from that transferred in from from um, West Virginia. Uh, is bigger and stronger. I think they feel uh, the other kid who's been on probation is, uh, you know, he's, he knocked down, drug, drug him out, and fouled some. And it was a, it was a highly contested game as far as fouls and roughness was concerned. And I think Alabama went in to play tough and rough and did so. And and so uh, it was uh, when you make eleven more threes, as Barry's indicated, that's you know thirty three points more. Uh, but uh, couldn't win it. So. Um, you know, playing that schedule will be good for them, I'm sure. Yeah, um, you know, uh, Pringle uh, kind of getting in Edie's face and getting technical. I don't think you want to motivate those guys any more than they already are motivated. You just keep, uh, you get him even more driven. Of course, this kid's back home playing, so uh, he'll be player of the year. Uh, you just don't see guys like that. Uh, very often they're very difficult uh, to guard. I right, get to the Yellowwood Hotline. Bring Bryce into the show. Good morning, Bryce. Morning. Good morning, Bryce. The ball let's clear it up. Uh, Dawson, like my dad used to say, might have enough sense to come in out of the rain if it was pouring down. But if it's drizzling, he wouldn't. Your dad is not seen now, and for Dawson to even think about him being seen now. Just, Your dad is very Justin, sharp for his age. Justin's looking I, I shocked back there because he doesn't know what's going on. Friday, Justin, well, last week, Dad had made indicated that he might think this was Nick Saban's last year. Kind of stirring it up, but he says he never actually said it. And, of course, Noah was looking for the clips uh, on Friday from the shows. But uh, So some of Ryan's callers called Dad senile, said he was senile for thinking that uh, – that Nick, this will be Nick Saban's last. Now, Bryce, you're defending him. Is correct? I am because he's not. Because I seen him speak. He's pretty <laughs> sharp. He knows exactly what he's doing. There you yeah, go. I'm defending him. You better be defending him too, Barry. <laughs> I'm gonna be on you. Oh, it's not anything. To, when that guy makes a comment about anything, you don't have to defend that. <laughs> it's well, just like when I mean, Nikki, I, Nikki Haley the other night, they were getting all over her, and they wanted her to comment. She said, "Ain't even worth commenting. He ain't even worth the time." So, well, that 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 that's true. Well spoken, Coach. Uh, <laughs> but no, for them to somebody to get on here and cut you down like that, and I've I've well, seen you speak, and I know talk you radio talking is, about is this that way. Like you know, talk radio is not good unless there is a little controversy, a little bit of people calling in to disagree with her. Either with the host of the show or with somebody who called in, so that's just part of it. He's trying to, Mike Bryce. He did kind of predict it. He's trying to walk it back now. No, I'm not yeah. walking it back. No, he did I not. I, I know exactly what your dad did, Barry. Just back up for a minute. He threw a spoon. He in had the everybody thinking that's what he said, but he did not say that. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, he had everybody uh, on the on the ledge. Yeah. And, and he's pulling them back in. Well, now, what about what about the exactly daughter what saying that uh, if, 
If, what about the daughter saying, Bryce, if he won the national championship, she thought he resigned? She's looking for attention. Well, I did not even know that until y'all brought that up. Well, I yeah, I, I'm not podcast. looking for attention. No. Not, you're, I said she's not. You're not <laughs> oh. a she. Oh, oh she's an attention uh, getter. Yeah, but she I don't know that she said. I mean, anybody can put up a little graphic and put a quote and put somebody's name on it. You don't know if that's true or not that she said that. That's the first I'd heard to y'all talked about it. Did but you see, to uh, clear that up. Did you see Coach? He's Hunter? not seen now. Had a recruit in town, yeah. uh, and he cranked up that Ferrari for him. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I saw that. That's pretty cool. You see that yeah. Ferrari? Like that. That, yeah. thing, that thing, where do you start that thing? On the steering wheel? On the steering that prospect, wheel. That prospect, cool. uh, prospects thinking maybe he might get one he visited. That thing was pretty yeah. nice. It's well, not he, Wednesday. If he joins the team and does like... Coach says he could probably have yeah, one. Well, the recruit said, let's take it for a ride. And Coach said, no, it's not Wednesday. I don't drive it. Only on, I'll crank it. Yeah, I, yeah, I saw it. that part. That's pretty cool, buddy. <laughs> Barry, did you win? Yeah, I right. Barry won. Big game. Yeah. We did down. win, Bryce. Uh, we were down Good. 14 at the half and came back one by four against Hillcrest. So uh, I got a lot of respect for Coach Suttles and Hillcrest. But uh, it was a great win for our guys. Uh, but it didn't look good there for a while, Bryce. Bryce, any time well, in sports, Bryce, that you're behind, whether well, not necessarily Barry's game, any games, and then you get ahead, the excitement factor doubles. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Well, that's what happened to Purdue and Alabama. Purdue wouldn't hit no threes, but boy, they hit them at the last. And and Alabama couldn't hit none in the second half. And that eighty, I thought they gave him a. He's playing at home, and I don't want to. Want to want to make excuses, but I think that was one of the better game defensive games that Alabama played. Yeah, uh, that wow. guy, he, they got in foul trouble, and they had no. I knew when they got in foul trouble, wasn't going to be good because this guy, he's just. I thought they gave him uh, a lot of lead boy. Let's just put it at that. Well, he was home. But very, very good you know, team. The they're team. not. They're not a Final Four team. Not not taking anything away from Alabama. I don't. I don't think they are. They. They. I they don't got, know. It's that. Okay, well, we'll see. The way they was hitting that three ball at the end, yeah, well, they couldn't miss. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. Thank you, Brian. Hey, yes. One other thing, guys. You know the, the the two worst words I like I hate here. What's that? I heard it last night, and I saw it last night. Cowboys win. Yeah. Cowboys win big. <laughs> yeah, they sure did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They throw uh, it up, they they throw it up there on Jerry Jones because he likes to brag. Yep. If Jerry Jones had any work done, oh, sure. Hey. He's had his face pulled back, tied down. Pulled back. Oh, many a time. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's about 85, 80. He's older than you, Coach. I don't know. I don't know much about his age. I know I, I met him one time, I think, when I was at Little Rock or went to a thing he was in. Siri, how old Jerry is uh, Jerry Jones? I'll ask Siri. 81. Y'all make it up. That guy was 85, really? 86. He's 81. I, I, th- I thought he's older than that. Apologize he looks older than that. Right. Thank you, Bryce. Uh, yeah, he Thanks, don't hold his age as well as you Appreciate do. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, Bryce. Bryce. All right. Uh, Bryce is bragging on you. Uh, he's defending you from Dawson, uh, calling you seed now. <laughs> Anybody oh. else hear that, that? He said it. Wow. He said it. Royal cleaners pick up and delivery. They want to make life easy for you. They'll... Come to you, Justin, pick up all your cleaning, get your holiday outfit ready, get it cleaned up, delivered right by. You can bring your stuff up here to the show, uh, and they'll do it for you. 
they got three locations. If you want to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, in North Porter, 4851, Rice Mine Roads. For all your cleaning needs, only one choice, 205-391-0034. That's the Tide 100.9. That's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Things look pretty good on the roadways. Now, we do see steady traffic on 2059 eastbound, headed out toward Mercedes, and some minor congestion on McFarland at 69 in Northport. If you see conditions, give me a call. The year-end clearance is on now at Towns of Nissan with savings up to $10,000. Don't miss it. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Monday morning. National Weather Service Birmingham survey crews have rated the damage across Mountain Brook, Vestavia Hills, and Homewood early Sunday morning as a result of two EF2 tornadoes. Damage was significant in spots, but no injuries were reported. Some residents complained that there was no tornado warning in effect, but ABC 3340 Chief Meteorologist James Spann reminds us there were two severe thunderstorm warnings from Tuscaloosa through Jefferson County at the time. November and December are the secondary severe weather season. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny but very cool day today. Tuscaloosa side 51. A freeze tonight, clear with a low at 29. The weather stays dry tomorrow and Wednesday. A good supply of sunshine both days. Highs between 55 and 58. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 30 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Need to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Then subscribe to our YouTube channel for exclusive content. On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Pressure-treated crime from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want to go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. Get to the Yellowwood Hotline and bring Philip into the show. Good morning, Philip. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Hope y'all are good. Well, where are you? Okay. Uh, yeah, it's cold down here in East Alabama. Yeah, it's yeah. cold taking the dog out at six this morning. <laughs> oh man, I had I had ice all over my car, but. Um, the other day, um, I guess I'm just, I've, I've been trying to, uh, keep up with, um, you know, the basketball as best as I can. And I do a pretty good job. But one thing I think I missed the boat on, and, uh, I thought Grant Nelson, he did a great, he does a great job driving the lane and creating right there. I thought he was going to be more of a sharpshooter, but he really isn't, you know, from well, that side. Yeah, he does a good job uh, playing against defense, against pressure defense. Defense is always after him. He, uh, I can't tell you from the games I've seen his percentage of shooting the three. He has made some. Um, he's just not a real big physical kid. He's a very talented kid who can get around defenses, you know, pressuring him. But uh, as far as being physical and putbacks a lot, he's, he's not in that way. And 
I think he's a good, but very good player. He's a good player to get, but um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes as they go against these other teams. You know, I, I just, I just thought he was going to be more of a guy that could could pop it in from the outside pretty consistently. But he missed some some wide open three pointers the other day that were, were big. But I'm not serious as making them all. So. Oh yeah, he was. Now he played a he played one heck of a game. I got to give it to him. Yeah, he's, he's and, a senior, and, but he's yeah, a good Estrada player. Estrada was just, Estrada was just kind of not there the other day. Yeah. Well, it was a good game, and Alabama will get some benefits out of it. You never get, you never like to lose, but they'll get some benefits out of it, I'm sure. Let me ask you this, on the, on the football, all the caterwauling going on with the Florida State fans and, mm-hmm. and all that, the, with the uh, choices that were picked last Sunday, uh, do you think a lot of that had to do with with everybody just sort of assuming that Georgia was going to beat Alabama and then a large population assuming that Florida State was going to get in and then when when neither one happened, people sort of melted down? Let me back and give you, he's no more than I do, but my opinion is because they're the first team that won them all in a Power Five conference, never has ever anybody ever not gone that did that. This is a very unique situation. I think that's where the cry comes, Barry. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. Do you, it's, if you flip the script, what would Alabama fans be doing, Phil? Melting down. <laughs> huh? Melting down. Yeah. Right, so you got you can't blame them, right? I mean, I know it's a little bit much, but if it was, we still hear about Alabama being uh, screwed last year when they lost two games that they should have been in because they're better than TCU because TCU didn't play well in the national championship game. So uh, it's just part yeah. of it. It's all about who you're pulling for and what you think's right. Yeah, and and I think assuming too a lot of a lot of assuming going on, and then people wake up the next day and what they assumed was going to happen Saturday didn't happen. All right, so if you keep up with this, you tell me so I'll know because I think I'm, I'm not going to say what I think. You tell me the winner Hello. of Texas Texas and Washington. You know what? I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I think Washington is going to beat those guys. Okay. All right. Wow. That's my pick. Wow. I, I like I like Washington's passing game. I think they can pass the ball on um, on Texas's defensive backs. I think they can I think they can hit some big plays, and and I think they can win that game. Okay, I thought uh, I just like cha- changing the subject. Um, I thought Jaden Daniels did a nice job with the speech the other night. Did y'all? I thought, yeah, he, looked, I thought, I thought he looked nice. I thought he did a good job. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, yeah. Phil? What do you think, Phil? Did you think he deserved it? Uh, yes, sir. Oh, I do. Yeah, I thought he's. I think he's a really great quarterback. Uh, yeah. I'm glad Alabama doesn't have to face him again. Do you think uh, that that weekend, last weekend, is the right time to announce that, or should they wait till all the playoffs are over? I, my only fear, if you if you wait, then you're going to give it to somebody who wins the national championship. So, but is that really the best play? I think they got it right uh, this year with him, although they didn't have the best record. He seemed like to be the best player in college football to me. What do you, y'all have a problem well, with time? Well, you know, they've always kind of done it. You know, I remember when uh, Pat Sullivan won it, uh, when he beat out Ed Man Arrow, I was 
I was a kid. I think I was 11 years old. But, you know, that was right after the Alabama-Auburn game and, and before Alabama played um, Notre Dame and before Auburn played Oklahoma in their bowl game. So, you know, it's sort of always been a tradition. I'd like to see them keep that tradition. Yeah. No doubt. All right, Philip. Uh, Alabama's got a week off in basketball. It's, uh, sometimes when you lose, you want to get back on the court again. And then unfortunately, sometimes when you lose, you want to play somebody you can beat, but that's not going to happen as they go to, uh, Creighton on next Saturday. Creighton's eight and one. Yeah, yeah. Creighton's good. They're good. That'd be tough. Yeah. That's, it's going to be the next, the next two games. I don't feel great, great about. I don't feel bad, bad about either, but I don't. I don't feel, I don't feel great, great. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. But, uh, sometimes you get exposed. These tough games maybe will help them. Yeah. I think Arizona's the toughest game of the two, personally. I don't know. Mm. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, both, be, they're both tough. Be, I mean, yep. Yeah. They are, man. It's going to be on their home courts. And, they got, yeah, you know, their fans will be going crazy. And we just, Alabama's just got to, got to stand tall and, and, They've got a good start in the in the SEC. Their first their first two or three games in the SEC will get them off to a good start. I think. Yeah. Boy, I sure hope you're right, Coach. But you know, it's uh, it's it's a long season, and uh, hopefully, Jaron Stevenson can come around and start playing a little bit more, and can you know getting in the getting in the mix better. And I was a little bit surprised that uh, Coach Oates didn't give uh, Dio Bate at least. Three or four minutes in that game the other day, six seven got kind of a mean streak. I like that kid. Yeah, they had they had some you know some rough calls, but it was it was just a rough game inside. Beat each other fouling some, so I don't know. It's, it's some rough calls, all right. Uh, I wish I wish Alabama could have got a few, but you know, yeah, that's just the way it goes up in Toronto. <laughs> Thank you, Philip. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Y'all be good. Uh, you too. Two-minute truck out 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth. But was local, out of town, out of state, let the professionals handle it. Give them a call today. 205-247-5050. Two-minute truck movers who care. Max Howell is next. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Things look pretty good on the roadways. Now, we do see steady traffic on 2059 eastbound in and out toward Mercedes and some minor congestion on McFarland at 69 in Northport. If you see conditions, give me a call. The year-end clearance is on now at Towns and Nissan with savings up to $10,000. Don't miss it. I'm Captain Ray. It's time to ring in the new year right. Bama, a winner over the Georgia Bulldogs, claiming the it's the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Michigan Wolverines in the college football playoff semifinal at the Rose Bowl. Our coverage starts at 1 on New Year's Day on your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey, everybody. It's Gary Harris. Monday morning, we'll be back at it at 9 o'clock on the Gary Harris Show. You know what Mondays means. Rodney Orr from TiderInsider.com, Insider TV, plus Casey Smith on golf. All that coming up Monday, plus your phone calls on the Gary Harris Show. Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. Hey, this is Ray. 
Mr. SEC Tournament, Wimp Sanderson, gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide 100.9. to inside like on a chilly morning here on Monday. Be careful as you head out uh, this morning to work, taking the kiddos to school. Last week of school here in the city of Tuscaloosa, Justin, so when you got a bunch of kiddos around the house, you got to figure out what the heck you're going to do with uh, those little brats as they're roaming the house. Uh, Matt gets up every morning trying to figure out what the L's did, so there's a lot of pressure with those L's for Jenny to make sure they don't tear up anything uh yellowwood pressure treated pine from great southern if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it you don't want to get right to the yellowwood hotline he former football assistant at uh florida state old miss radio personality throughout the southeast joins us every monday coach max howell coach you got any l's at your house right now doing anything <laughs> no they all they, they all sleeping in today they sleeping uh, in today <laughs> <laughs> it's 45 degrees over here. Too cold yeah, for the hells be working today. Yeah. Yeah. Max, um, who do you think, how do you think the uh, Washington-Texas game will come out? I'm going to jump away from Alabama for a minute. What, what do you think about the Washington-Texas game? I think Coach Sarkisian will get them ready to play, Coach. I, they've got a great roster. In fact, some say it's the best roster in the playoffs. So, I, you know, We've seen them kind of play up and down all year long. But this is a you know this is a big moment. Washington's due to the you know due to the playoffs, uh, and it, it makes a difference if you've been there and you know a few times. And, and, and so I, I'm looking for a really good football game. I like Texas in that in that ball game. I really do. Yeah. I, uh, I think we're going to have a, hopefully a, a future SEC uh, national champion with either Texas or Alabama one or the other. So uh, I you know I, I'm looking forward to the playoffs. I you know. I know I just probably uh, different from a lot of people. I think I think for me to get it right uh, for more than one reason, from a spectator standpoint, uh, you know I understand yeah. about the undefeated season, all the rules, and all that go by. But we also have watched Florida State. They didn't pass the eye test the last game against Florida or against uh, Louisville. So well, I sure didn't. Yeah, I, I like what I see right now coming up. I think I think both of them will probably be a close scoring ball game, uh, but. I don't know. I just gut feeling tells us right now that uh, that the championship's gonna come south. Will Florida and Georgia be okay mentally when they play each other? I think. Uh, <laughs> I think. I mean, I think that's awfully hard on both of them. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, you look at it. I, I don't see how Florida State, at the rate they've gone with, with a you know limited experience for those two quarter, either one of those two quarterbacks, can play against Georgia's defense. Yeah. I and mean, I think it I, depends on how Kirby wants to play. And I think he probably need to score. Uh, and I think the kids will be out to prove something on top of that. So, you know, I, I like Georgia in that one. I like a big. I, I'd be surprised. I don't know about I hadn't seen the lines yet. But I, I would be surprised, if, you know, if it wasn't three, you know, three touchdowns or more over Georgia. Yeah. Uh, Max, uh, talk about Mississippi State's uh, new coach there. Um, I think you're hired maybe guy here from Alabama come over and be the defensive coordinator. What are you hearing out of the new staff over there, Jeff Levy? I think the whole key from Coach Levy right now, what he's doing, uh, Barry, is he's trying to find guys that's got experience, uh, you know, 
in, in favor of Mississippi State, but against other football teams in the SEC. Uh, you know, he, he was at Ole Miss himself. Uh, I believe this guy, not coming from Alabama, but he, I think he served a, a year or two on Ole Miss staff as well. Uh, he's trying to pad that, you know, that, I don't want to say the roster right now, but at least the coaching staff. Well, guys, he's got experience in the SEC, and I don't blame him. I mean, look, guys, we've talked about it a hundred times. It's hard to difference to recruit great players to come to Mississippi State. And now with a portal, if you get one, you know, and, and he's not real happy for whatever reason, then he jumped the portal and go somewhere else next year. And, and they all, all the coaches know that. Uh, and they they working toward that. Uh, my opinion that, you know, Mississippi State, watched them a long time. You a lot of the coaches that, that have been there, a lot of alumni. But the fact is, if you know, if they could consistently get seven or eight, occasionally nine wins, that's that, that's almost their ceiling. Uh, to get to, I know Dan Mullen had them up at number one for three or four weeks, but they can't maintain that because they can't get enough players. And I think it all starts with the coaching staff. You got to recruit them to get them there first. Then you got to coach them up. So I think Mississippi State's in that category, and uh, I think you know I think he'll do a good job in assembling that staff. But guys. You know, you can have the smartest guys in the world on the sideline, but it's, it's what goes on with the field. It's what all matters with you know with game time comes. Yep, that. Uh, he, he, you know, he play, he coached at Ole Miss, I think, and uh, brings a little bit. I think when the offensive guy comes in, there's a little bit more excitement because people right. just like that better. And uh, they were kind of stalemate uh, a little bit defensively. They weren't very good defensively because it, you know the head coach turned the defense over to another coach. And right. it just it just didn't work, and I think offensively they get they get some players they get a little bit more excited. I think. Yeah, I don't. I I absolutely agree. But you know, the whole game is turned to that. I mean, that, you know, we love to see good defense. Don't get me wrong, because you got to stop them from scoring before you can win. But the fact is, the fan base they get it. They, they love it. They, I hate to say this, coach, but they don't want to turn. They don't want to see a quarterback turn headed off. You know, twenty twenty five times. They want to work that, you know. They want to work at corners. They want to work throwing the ball deep, and uh, quarterbacks could do that. I mean, I watched one last night uh, with Dallas. You know, he, he did a pretty good job for them. So yeah. they've had occasionally they've had you know great players to come through there. But I think it's getting harder and harder to recruit. And even the ones that you can get there, you're right. You got to you got to re-recruit them. Uh, yeah. You know, that's the first thing. You hear at the end of every season. Well, how about you recruiting? Well, I got to re-recruit the ones I got right now yeah. uh, to keep them here, and then you know, then move on to the next next class. Max, uh, they had a list of the uh, SEC teams and how many players had in the transfer portal. South Carolina has more guys in the portal than anybody really? in the yeah. SEC. And you would think, you know, Shane Beamer's a young guy. Guys seem to enjoy uh, playing for him. Um, that's gonna make if if they keep losing guys to the portal, that job job's gonna become next to impossible over there. Why? Why do you think that is over there? Well, there's two things. One, kids today got you know they got the good ones want to come in there and get exposure. They love to win. On top of that, they want to play in front of a big crowd, national TV. They you know they got the eyes on the NFL. And the other ones, you know, I don't think the money. I told you a bunch of my daughter and her her husband are. Season ticket holders, they go to every game. They're pretty actively involved. But the fact is that they're another one of those programs, not not as quite as bad as Mississippi State on recruiting, but keeping them there is more, you know, is the hardest thing to do. 
And Shane Bieber probably has already recognized that if he didn't know it going in. But, look, but there have been two coaches that came through that program that did very well, Lou Holtz and Steve Spurrier. Now, that was on a different day. We know that. But the fact is they were able to recruit enough, and they were creative enough, you know, with their schemes. Uh, the schedule helped them out a little bit along the way. But the fact is that they had outstanding seasons. And I know people that – coaches that come there – probably look back on that and say, hey, if they did it, we could do it again. But, the, but you know, the rules have changed since then. As you point out, the, the portal situation, you get a kid to come in there and stay a year or two at the most, and he doesn't see the program improving, and, and the recruiting kind of falls off, they jump in the portal, and they're gone. And, and I think it's going to be that way. And I think there are going to be certain schools very like that all across the country. But they just, I, I want to call them stepping stones, but they're, they're, they're programs that, just can reach a certain level, but they can't go any further. Buddy, support, uh, exposure, all those things that the modern-day kid is looking for, they can't provide for them on a consistent basis. Yeah. yeah. Um, Alabama and Michigan, and maybe a, maybe a comment or two about uh, Ole Miss and Penn State. What, what about those two games? All right. I, Alabama and Michigan, I was watching some national guys, uh, uh, I guess, Saturday afternoon, Saturday night. And, and I, I was really surprised a couple of those guys came right out and said, and, and I think Coach Harbaugh admitted this, that uh, Alabama should win that football game on their roster alone. Uh, if, if Alabama loses to Michigan, Alabama will lose it. I don't think Michigan beat them. I think it's going to be a, a, a pretty good turnover game. Yeah. But, you know, I, I like what I see. And I think they proved it that Alabama made it. Of course, with Bill Rowe, uh, he brings a whole different dimension down, not only with his run, but throwing the ball deep. They can't, they can't put nine in the box to stop the run. They're going to have to respect that. And I think that's different from the games they've played already. Uh, what the line's like, what, three and a half, four. But I think that, I think the guys in Vegas did that to draw the Michigan buddy. Boy, did anything else. Uh, I, don't, I don't think Michigan can win that one. Uh, now, uh, the one that, <laughs> the, the old Miss Penn State ball game, yeah. that's going to be an interesting football game. Sure it's is. Gonna be, and we've seen this before, guys. It's the team that shows up to play. Uh, how many times do we see it? We go back to Alabama and Utah. We go all, all, up down to the teams that yep. are disappointed for whatever reason when they got logged into an opponent or a bowl game. They don't, or some some players opted out not to play for various reasons. I think it depends on the game. If if Kiffin can get his team ready in the passing game zone, I think they'll win. I they can't. I don't think they. They can't win it running the football game. Penn State's pretty good up front. Uh, their offense is fighting, to say the least. I look, look for that game. If both teams are on, that game will be, you know, 48 to 32 or something like that. It'll be The over and under will be 60 or 70 points. But the fact is, Ole Miss has got a chance, but they got to go to play. they got to go to bring out all the tools and keep it those at. Max, uh, Jim Harbaugh, uh, they offered him a uh, pretty big contract at $11 million a year. They had a clause in the contract that he could not uh, deal with. I'm sure I'm not using the correct, correct terminology, but deal with any NFL team. They don't want to keep going through this. Will he eventually sign this contract, you think? You know, I, you know, I, it's, who knows about him? Yeah. And, and, we, and we, another thing, too, guys, we don't know all the circumstances. They, they aren't going to release all the interests of a contract like that. Uh, in my mind, because of all the other problems he, that has arisen around the program, I think, you know, I think he's waiting if he get a chance to, to and try to win it. If he should win it, uh, I'm pretty sure he'd go to the NFL. But I, I'm not sure he won't go anyway. 
I'm, you know he's got to be tired of just all the harassment. And, and, you know, and I know he broke the rules. I mean, it's evident that he did. Uh, but the fact is, you know, in his mind, uh, that was part of being competitive because that quote everybody else was doing it. But the fact is, is you know, he's been he's been singled out. He's been dismissed from the sideline twice now. Uh, what else can they do to him? It, I know the, the Michigan people, you know, think he's the greatest thing in years that they've had in that program. But the fact is, I think his heart is still in the NFL. Uh, and so, I, to answer your question. I don't think we'll know. I think we'll know a week after after the season's over where he's going to stay or go. Max, you are uh, around a lot of football gossip. Yep. And so this is what the gossip uh, by me is, I guess not, nobody else maybe. But if for some reason Coach were to win the national championship, um, would you see any reason or do you hear any gossip about that might wind him up? I've heard it. I mean, all of us have. Uh, look, everything. I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way to say this. Uh, every everything Coach Saban's done this year almost points to that. To me, his personality has changed a little bit. in his dealing with the media, certainly uh, the ball game. He's, he's modified his his you know aggressiveness on the sideline with the players and the coaches. A lot of those things, if you pay real uh, close attention to it. And then we look at the off-field stuff. You know, he buys a big house down in Tampa. I, I don't, you know, the word's out about how many automobile dealerships he's got invested in and all the, mm-hmm. all the outside stuff. And it, it to, to me, 72 years old, what else can he do? He wins it. The, they're not going to put another statue up for him. He's already the winningest coach in the history of the game and all, all the things that, you know, that go with that. Sure. So at that level, and his accomplishments up to now, you look back and put yourself in that sense. What else can he accomplish? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, just pile on the numbers. Certainly he can do that. But is he having fun doing that? Yeah. I think he did his – by far, guys, I think he did his best coaching job this year. I think from that far, South Florida game to now, I don't think there's any doubt. If you look at that performance, I'm just talking about not only execution, but I'm talking about kids loving the game. They, they love look like they love to play. And they're, and they're winning. They're being rewarded for that. So, uh, you ask your question once again. I think we have to just sit back and wait. I, I do this. Uh, you guys are right there, but my observation, I've had guys that I knew very well that worked for him and worked with him. And, uh, they all say right now that, uh, you know, the day he quits having fun and having enjoyed his job, because he doesn't have a lot of outside activity going on except his, his automobile yeah. dealerships. But the fact is, until that, so he gets tired of that, uh, you know, I think he'll just hang around. But once the game is lost of excitement to him, I think he'll, you know, he'll go down to Florida and fiddle around in his in his business. Um, one more question: Since you've had Dion on in your on your program and on your team, yep. um, he's lost three coaches. He's up and down with his players. He's he's um, off the wall as far as keeping and letting transfers go. Comment on him. All right. I think what you see with him is, 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 is a growth process. He's, you know, he's been exposed. He was exposed from the player standpoint all the way through the NFL. You got to remember, guys, when he came, my first exposure with him, he was, he was two years out of high school playing for the Yankees in the summer. We were independent at Florida State at that time. You could be a pro in one sport, uh, an amateur in another. He was making $60,000 a summer playing 
minor league baseball for the Yankees. Mm. And, and of course, that, but he didn't flaunt that. He, he, you'd be surprised. He didn't live in the dole. We had at that in those years. That was right in the last part of the of the dole. Good club. But what he did, he brought half a dozen kids to school that couldn't afford it. He paid their way. Uh, he did a lot of off the field stuff that nobody, you know. So he grew up kind of privileged in with because he was so talented. Uh, it, it, he did that all the way through the NFL. So I think he's carried that, and I think he's still searching for that identity. But he he loves to win, and I think all the stuff we see and hear hear about him is he's still looking for that path to, to find that winning. It, you know, the, those commercials he made with Coach Saban, you know good well that he, he bit his ear on talking to him about him. And he's tried every other way right now. I think he stays at Colorado, and I think that program gets better. I don't look for him to stay 10 years. I think he'll stay another two or three years and, and see if, if his system, whatever that is to get him there, whatever he's telling him. I know they're raising money on the outside. They didn't even have enough money in the budget at Colorado when they hired him. Uh, I think he paid him a four- or five-year contract for like $29 million or something like that, which is not exorbitant in today's market. But the fact they didn't even have but he raised that very shortly after he got there. The number I saw because of his publicity, I'm going to call it stunts, all the stuff he's doing, the, the attention, uh, the attention that he drew was worth over $100 million to Colorado. So, you know, they'll do whatever they can to keep him on that. And as long as he feels like he's making the contribution, he's going to continue down that path. Max, lastly, uh, do you see any way to restructure this NIL? Uh, you know, I know there's talks now of putting it with the schools. Um, you know, I, I don't know how you do all that. I, I don't know that you're going to be able, if you can't cap it, then I don't know how you control it. Uh, when you hear these numbers these kids are making, it's just right. unbelievable. And you know, it, the bowls, like they need, the Heisman Trophy winner to play. So now that you can do NIL, uh, I guess these bowls need to step up and pay these big time players, uh, some NIL money to play to help their game, don't they, Max? Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any doubt about that. I, I you know, I, I, what I compare it to though, there in all fairness is, is the major industry in the country. Nobody can, can compete with Amazon and Walmart on bulk pricing. Same thing it, 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 with the NIL situation. Those schools has got the big supporters, and unless they do put a cap on it, but that's going to be almost impossible. Uh, you know, I've even heard recently that they may split Division One and make two leagues like they used to have a, a Division One and one Double A, and let it be based on on budget and financial and size of institution and all that. Maybe take take the top twenty schools in the country, put them in one league. You play by one set of rules. Division One AA or whatever that number might be, and it's all based on the money situation. Because guys, look at South Carolina, uh, Mississippi State, Kentucky. So those schools will never win a national championship. I mean, they, they don't have enough support. They they do well within their you know where they are, but the fact is they can't compete. Uh, you know, with the, with the LSU's and the Alabamas and the Texas coming, Oklahoma's. They don't have the resources to do that, and will never have the resources to do that. And that's not going to make the fan base very happy to hear somebody say that, but that's a fact. I've yeah. been around this game 50 years. And I'm just telling you, I've seen it all the way from a Troy level uh, and all the way to, you know, to when I was at Florida State, we were number one in the country. Uh, so I, I just have sat back and looked, watched those things, watched who comes and goes in and out of the program, 
they how they you know how they manage the program. Uh, but the NIL situation has changed the whole picture. And the portal has helped on top of that because, you know, you've got a better chance to, to build your roster at least for a year. So, uh, you know, when you sit back and see, and I, we mentioned this when we first started this, this, this season, the whole game is changing right before our eyes right now. And, uh, and a lot of guys, you know, don't want to accept all that, but, guys, it, it is what it is until somebody gets a hold of it and, and they, they can modify, you know, in some way, and who knows what that is right now, it's going to be it's going to be the best. The rich get richer, and the guy, the rest of the guys, just got to hang on. Yep. Got anything else for Max? No, I can't think of anything. Appreciate appreciate you being on, Max. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Thank Good you, Max. Week. Yes, sir. All right, uh, we'll get to break here. Open up the phone lines two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. Dad, do you think this bowl, Justin's to the bowl teams, bowl games, puts the money in these? Kids, I'm talking about the top kids, the ones you want to see. I, yeah, I think they probably should. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably. a great idea. That's the first I've ever heard of it. But if you're if you're a bull and yeah. you're not one of the New Year's Six and and you want to see Caleb Williams play, I think you dish out. Yeah, some. you make it where he has to play. Uh, Jaden uh, Daniels, you want him to play? Yes. I want you to answer something when we come back. I guess we're going to a break. Talk a little bit about a pitcher going to the Dodgers. The pressure on him to 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 make seven hundred million dollars. Well, he's actually not. You know, he's a two way guy. Uh, he's not. Yeah, even gonna I know be able, he is. He's not even going to be able to pitch this year because he's having yeah. arm surgery, which yeah, is even so he's more. A hitter as, he's a hitter as well. But yes. to give give that kind of money, uh, organization that is to me a little bit surprising. I know they I know they need the want the publicity and the people, but. Talk about that when we get back. All right, we will. Uh, we also open the phone lines, 205-342-9904. You're Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we've got a wreck on McFarland eastbound near Academy Drive. You've got minor delays there. Traffic slows southbound on 43 at McFarland. If you see other conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. The year-end clearance is on now at Towns of Nissan with savings up to $10,000. Don't miss it. I'm Captain Ray. Tuscaloosa Locks. For more from Tide 100.9, let's it fly! on Twitter, Facebook, and SoundCloud. Yellowwood, pressure pretty pound from Great Southern Wood. If it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, you don't want it. If you want to build, build it. Let's go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer that is closest to you. All right, oh. Finally, uh, seven hundred million. And I would say there's a lot of, I don't know. There's some way to structure how they pay it. Yeah, uh, and of course the tax and all that. Out. Of course, now he's making a pile of money. Don't get me wrong, but um, I don't know. Th- those things never seem to work to me. When you put that, he they're saying that he's making more than some whole team's payroll, uh, and he's that's more than one of the owners that owns a major league. Uh, franchise is worth. Uh, I guess they feel like, uh, with who he is, with his nationality, the ticket sales will just go out the roof. Of course, they're, they're pricing out the average, uh, fan there. Justin, your thoughts about this contract there? It's gonna, uh, it's gonna be, I'll, I'll put that on hold there, but uh, just your thoughts real quick on that. Yeah. Like you just said, it's, it's all about 
the the details of the contract. It's deferred. So we're talking yeah. $700 million. It's going to be a scenario where Shohei Otani is going to be like 90 years old, still getting paid $10 million <laughs> yeah. a year. Yeah. Uh, I think that's how the Dodgers uh, planned it out. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That is it. Uh, but can you can you build a team when you have that much money in one guy? Uh, how, can you do it that way? Well, I just think you have some animosity if a guy, sure. you know, you, this guy's not, he didn't play very well. We're paying him that kind of money. He played the way he did yesterday. You know, that, that kind of stuff is very easy. It's very difficult from a from a head coaching standpoint to keep things in perspective. And um, player standpoint, they, they yak a lot. And the wives really yak. <laughs> you know, uh, I saw a deal with JC about it on Thursday where, one of their uh, one of their NIL deals was just kind of put out that you you got to give money to order to be a championship team, and uh, a lot of the fans were very uh, I'm good thanks uh, for a six and six team for for a team uh, with no loyalty that everybody goes to the transfer portal after the year no thanks there was a lot of negativity about it how do you uh, Jim Mora uh, the head coach of Connecticut, he comes out and says, you want me to play all these teams? That's fine. Then we got to give money to NIL where I can get the players to compete against yeah. these teams. So, you know, some people understand that he's right, but saying it turns people off, doesn't it, sometimes? Yeah, it does, but it's the truth. Yeah. And you know it, and I know it, and everybody that studies it at all keeps up with it knows it. It's a... Uh... We've turned the we've turned the recruiting into a money game. Basically, um, people, as I've said fifty times on this show, they they change schools for two reasons. One is money. One is because they lack the playing time they feel like they deserve. Somebody else thinks they they they're better than the, the current current team they're on, and they're willing to pay them for it. And so your evaluation of who you get. Yes, you can get players, but you better be darn sure when you evaluate them, you get the right guys. I think Barry's mentioned it several times. Alabama's done a pretty good job of getting Gibbs a running back from Georgia Tech. People, just different ones. Bad. Yeah, I think uh, Shane Beamer says that after his season, people are like, huh? But if Nick Saban said it, people be like, let's give. Uh, it just all depends. But the South Carolina probably needs it more than Alabama does because of where the program is. All right, that, that's the problem right there. All right, we want to thank Yellowwood. Phone lines are open, 205-342-9904. You're just a tied 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we've got a wreck on McFarland eastbound near Academy Drive. You've got minor delays there. Traffic slows southbound on 43 at McFarland. If you see other conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. The year-end clearance is on now at Towns of Nissan with savings up to $10,000. Don't miss it. I'm Captain Ray. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Nissan has from the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. 
Here's Eddie Garcia. Check Sunday's action from Week 14 of the NFL. Sunday night, the Cowboys handle the Eagles 33 to 13. Both teams are now 10 and 3. Bills over the Chiefs in Kansas City 20 to 17. Buffalo 7 and 6. KC 8 and 5. 49ers beat the Seahawks 28 16. San Francisco is 10 and 3. Seattle falls to 6 and 7. Ravens in overtime get by the Rams 37 31. Baltimore is 10 and 3. Rams are 6 and 7. Lions fall to the Bears 28 13. Detroit's 9 and 4. Browns get by the Jaguars 31 27. Both teams are 8 and 5. Bengals beat the Colts 34 14. Both teams are 7 and 6. Broncos are 7 and 6 after beating the Chargers in LA 24 to 7. Texans fall to 7 and 6, losing to the Jets in New York 30 to 6. Vikings are 7 and 6. They beat the Raiders 3 nothing on the road. Buccaneers beat the Falcons on the road 29 25. Saints over the Panthers 28 to 6. New Orleans, Tampa Bay, and Atlanta are all 6 and 7. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room, 205-342-9904. As we kick off this 8 o'clock hour, I want to thank Andrew Knifer, uh, my all-state insurance agent. Let Andrew become yours. He's out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Northport. Uh, you're looking for home, life, auto. Uh, you're not sure if you have enough coverage, if you uh, need more. Let Andrew look at your current situation. He can run the quote for you. He uh, takes care of my home uh, insurance. I've got all our cars with him, and he does a great job for me. He'll do the same for you. 205-722-9201. Allstate Insurance with Andrew Kniffer. All right, my man Bryce forgot something. So back to the Andrew Kniffer hotline. What did you forget this morning, Bryce? My personal opinion, Jim Harbaugh will not sign his contract. They'll slow walk it through the playoffs. And he'll go to the pro. Okay. And, right. and, I, and, I, and I would, that's my personal opinion. That's not cutting stone, but I just don't think it ever gets signed. Yeah. The way the stipulation, they talked about how it was. You Pro- know, because uh, uh, Jimmy Sexton, if that's his agent, he wants to sign it. <laughs> you know, about can't talk to the pros. Uh, he won't put up with that. You know, I don't know if Jimmy's his agent or not, but I just don't think it. Ever get signed, and that's all I want to tell y'all guys. Y'all have a good day. All right, thank you, uh, Dad. You think Jim Harbaugh signed that contract? I have no idea. I, I, I don't. I, that's one I don't can't say yes or no. I don't really know the answer. I do know this: professional football, as they, as you listen to Fox come on here, they keep their fans all at the games because they're seven, six, six, and seven, all of them. They're almost at the playoffs. They're cotton picking one of them. And it, their football, they'll fire their coaches at the end of the year if, if the six sevens get to be six tens, but uh, wins and losses. But they they keep it they keep it going for every cotton picking picking deal. They uh, they're amazing to me because they don't they don't get all disgruntled as much. But because they they come to the games, they don't miss the games even if their team is six and seven versus a team is seven and six. It's quite unusual. How do these, uh, Justin, I want you to chime in on this as well. How do these schools walk this line of asking for NIL money? Like Tennessee, like you, you know, you get killed by Missouri. Uh, you know, that, that turns fans off. Then you start asking them, 
uh, for money. South Carolina asking for money, and you got more players in the transfer portal uh, than anybody in the SEC. Uh, the time, but you got to have it. If you don't, yep. you can't compete. Uh, Jim, uh, Jim Mora with Connecticut saying, you want me to play all these people? Then you got to have players. In order to get players, we got to have NIL. How do you, should the coach do it? How do you do that? Uh, you know, I think Nick Saban doesn't really have to do it because they're winning. Uh, people want to give. When now, he's he upset with it himself. Uh, I thought, uh, Justin, I don't know if you were listening. Um, they were talking about, uh, Tim from Gulf Shores called. Uh, last Friday was talking about how they ought to be able to put the players Venmo up on the screen, and during the game you could Venmo them if you wanted to. So money. Well, could just wait, go wasn't that something that <laughs> Dion did? I think in their practices they had their their like Twitter or Venmo on the on the back of their jersey instead of the last name. Yeah, that's just that's not what NIL is supposed to be. You're supposed to do something for it, but uh, I don't know your thoughts on all that. How do you ask for it when? Maybe you're not playing well, or maybe you got players leaving. Where? How do you not turn the fan off? Is I guess is my question. I, it's a hard. It's a hard question. I I think you are turning fans off at some point. It's it's more so a testament to how bad the situation with NIL is right now, and as much politicking has been going on on in Congress and just around the nation I, nothing's really changed and if anything we're at a more worse for wear situation it's it's you're really speaking to a specific kind of fan and that's the kind of fan that one can afford to donate and i i think the majority of fans aren't interested because they don't think their five dollars a month is going to do anything for getting better players and winning games yeah. Well, the biggest problem we have is it, it cuts down some some degree on the donation to the school itself uh, you know, you, some of them don't won't, are not willing to send two donations. It's at some places. All right, uh, that, that, how would you do it if you were coaching out at the university and that, with these rules? Uh, I'd have I'd have uh, I have try to have it organized with my assistant coaches to get a group of people to get other people to donate to specifically to Alabama basketball. If I were there, go back back there again. Um, my assistant coaches would would try to get. They don't. They don't have time, particularly to do it all. They got to use the money that's gotten. But uh, to get them to get to get people who there was a always a group of, of people that helped me in Birmingham when I was recruiting all these players in Birmingham. And uh, you know, I'd organize those guys and let them organize other guys that are in tip off clubs. And there's things to to. You know, get the money coming in for my particular sport uh, with the with the okay of my athletic director. That's that's way to handle it. I think for for that for basketball and football, you've got more people and more you know more people doing it. But basketball is is very important. It's not the number one uh, money maker in 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 the league in in your in your um your team, but uh, it is a big money maker. It can be so. You've got to get. You've got to be darn sure. Coach, when Coach got upset, uh, I was with him uh, for his golf tournament when it first kind of started. He was upset because he felt like that people should be giving to the university to, to his football program because of what they had done. Yeah, uh, they, they had been somewhat spoiled, and because you know, and they had had a year where they had lost a couple of games or something. 
but uh, he felt like it. He was disappointed. He was whew, he was hot. Well, yeah, because it's new in Tennessee. These people yeah. are giving yeah, like crazy, right. and his yeah. fan base is you know kind of sitting on their hands. And he's realizing this is not going to end well if he doesn't have anything yeah. to. And so he's willing to play the game. He doesn't want to, but he will. All right, back to the uh, Andrew Knifer hotline. Philip wants to talk about the collectors. Good morning, Philip. Okay. Yeah, man, I, I've got an idea, and I'm surprised it hasn't happened. And I, I can see it happening uh, pretty soon, actually. Um, I could see universities at some point um, partnering up with Visa or Discover Card as to where you can you have a um, a collective uh, logoed uh, credit card where part of your purchase goes to the school's collective. Yeah, I think they certainly could do that. Uh, you know, it's just like I drive by now, and I've I've been begging for this arena for Alabama, and they're have started uh, doing this new golf facility uh, for Alabama, which is great. I, I'm glad JC Wells going to get it. But uh, what is this project? Forty million dollars or something like that, which is fine. But uh, mm-hmm. but man, you can do that. You can do the stadium, but we can't get this basketball arena rolling uh, for some reason. So are we more worried about the people giving to the collectives than we are the arena? I don't know. It's, there's got to be a balance there as well, I guess. And I don't know how you walk it because, I mean, people eventually get tired of you asking <laughs> for m- money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. How do you walk that well, uh, tightrope there, Philip? I, I don't know. It's just, you know, you're right. I mean, there's, everybody's, you know, wanting money and needing money. And I, my personal thought on Coleman right now in that basketball arena is I think the a brand new arena won't happen. But instead, I think they'll take composite, they'll take segments of the new arena blueprint, and I think there'll be a Coleman update. Remodel. Oh no, I don't think. That, oh, I hope not. They're gonna do. They're gonna put lipstick really on the pig. They're gonna, I, they're yeah, gonna put lipstick on the pig again. Depends on what they think is the lipstick and what would work. But I can I think they probably have the money for that now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but the thing about it, you know, if you have a glitch, then you're looking at playing some games probably off campus. Uh, but if they got going the day after the season, you know, if it involved a new seating configuration and things like that, that might be something that they work, you know, extra extra hours and might could get it done before the next basketball season. But that's my long-term prediction on Coleman is if they take composites of the new arena and, and implement it into the old and, and just go with that. Yeah, I don't know. Sounds good. Thank you, Philip. Thanks, Philip. Yeah. All right, uh, we'll get the break here, and we'll get uh, our main man, Doug Bell, in. You listen to Todd 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. So, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, 
you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny but very cool day today. Tuscaloosa's high 51. A freeze tonight, clear with a low at 29. The weather stays dry tomorrow and Wednesday. A good supply of sunshine both days. Highs between 55 and 58. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 33 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Pressure treated pine from great stuff. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe me, you don't want it. All right, uh, he's with CBS Tour Radio. He joins us every uh, Monday. We always love having. He didn't. He didn't pick games this week, so we won't be able to rib him about that. Uh, but we love having uh, Doug Bell on. Good morning, Doug. How are you? Hey, Doug. Hey, Barry. Hey, Coach. I, I feel like a load has been lifted off my shoulders. I have no picks today. Oh, yeah, my God. you're looking forward to this well, call. The, uh, <laughs> the listeners are glad of it because they lost a lot of money <laughs> listening to you. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> I wish that you, instead of me asking you 38 questions, uh, go through the John Rom deciding to go for the however much you got and tell our listeners. And also, where the LIV and where the PGA stand with each other right now without me having to ask silly questions. Yeah. Well, no, here, here's the, here's the story and I'll try to give you the, uh, the capsule, um, uh, description. You know, back in March is when, uh, the PGA tour and live made that monumental announcement that they were going to, uh, put down their swords and come together. And they had a negotiating window from March until December 31st. And, and here we are, guys, just a few weeks away from December 31st. In the meantime, so they're negotiating, and Liv puts on the table, guys, here's the deal. Here's $3 billion, and you can mm. use a billion to pay all the t- all the players on the PJ Tour who said no to Liv, who were loyal. That was on the table. So the PJ Tour, in the meantime, says, well... That sounds great, but we're going to just go ahead and get some outside investors, some public investment firms. Just we're going to throw it at them. And that was legal in the contract. They were allowed to negotiate. Mm -hmm. And these public investment firms who were tied in with Tiger and Rory, uh, they they looked at the books and they said, wait a minute, the ratings have leveled off. Uh, You have all these signature events where you've doubled the purses next year. Sponsors are leaving these tournaments. So maybe it's not a great investment, but we need to talk about it. In the meantime, Liv was like, listen, guys, if you don't start negotiating with us, we're going to go ahead and sign guys like John Rahm and others. Huh. And the tour was like, well, don't do that just yet. And Liv went ahead and signed John Rahm last week. Rahm initially, remember back on the show, guys, when Rahm was like, I have more money than I know what to do with. I'm happy on the PGA Tour. Well, apparently everybody has a price. And he's somewhere in the vicinity of $500 million okay. over a period of time. And he gets to own his own team. Team golf is big on live. And so here we are getting close to December 31st. And the question is, will this ramp up the negotiations? Will the PGA Tour now come to an agreement? Or will this now linger? And from all indications, Tony Finau, 
who played in the uh, mm-hmm. Grand Go Thornton on. this past weekend, the LPGA PGA event, was asked, hey, we hear you're going to go to live. And he was noncommittal. He says, I cannot comment on that. So it looks like maybe Tony Finau could be the next guy mm-hmm. to jump to live. So that's, that's it in a nutshell, Coach. Um, the tour has not completed a deal with live, and live instead of standing by, so they're signing players. So if I'm a, if I if I'm a former sponsor of a PGA event, and I see the best players leaving, now the other players who are really good, they get to stay and they gonna make money because they're the great players have gone. But right. I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit paying for that PGA event because we don't feel that they have the great best players playing. Is that the way it goes? Except for Augusta. Yep. You nailed it. And and here's the deal. Wells Fargo, which is played at Quail Hollow in Charlotte, North Carolina, big time event. It's it's yeah. it's the Show Creek version of golf in North Carolina. It is a premier uh, course. And Wells Fargo, which is located in Charlotte, North Carolina, a huge worldwide bank, has sponsored that event since its inception. And now since it's a signature event, they've doubled the purse. Mm-hmm. Cool. And Wells Fargo announced last week, after 2024, when the contract runs out, they will no longer sponsor that tournament. Jeez, they, they, want to get, they want to get out of the PGA Tour business. So that sent up a major red flag. I mean, this is a a global entity, Wells Fargo, and they have reached their limit. Okay. They, they don't think it's a good investment any longer. And, I mean, think about that. I mean, that is – and that, that comes on the heels. That happened one day after the announcement that John Rahm – is leaving the PGA Tour to go to live. All right, here, here, let me ask you this question, and I'll shut shut up about it. What about what about getting major televisions, Foxes and CBSs, and all to to get money from them to watch the PGA Tour? Is that fa- going to fall off as well? And, and LIV is going to take PGA's place on TV? Well, <laughs> they don't have a very good TV deal right now. Well, great question. You know, they, they re-upped with CBS and NBC uh, two years ago, and they did get more money, but not enough money now to yeah. justify doubling the purses for these signature events. Mm. And so that's why they need outside money, whether it comes from live, whether it comes from private uh, investment funds, et cetera. So, uh, again, the PGA Tour is in somewhat of a precarious spot um, because – because of all these things that are going on, um, and they just haven't come to a 100% agreement with Live Golf, whatever that, whatever that may be, uh, we we don't know. But but imagine, guys, and listen, the PGA Tour still has plenty of stars. I mean, they still have Scotty Scheffler, the number one player in the world, and you know Max Homa and Justin Thomas, and you can go down the list. Jordan Spieth, Tiger still plays six events. They still have Rory McIlroy, so they still have a lot of big names, okay. but. You start, you start plucking guys away. Um, I mean, you know, already Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau and Dustin Johnson, now John Rahm. And then you take Tony Finau potentially away. And so you can see where, you know, the power shift is happening. But the one thing I will say, uh, uh, again, Liv is, is on the CW network. Nobody watches it. Their ratings, you know, they're not even small ratings. They're non-existent. Nobody watched Liv Golf last year. So that's, that's the well, thing. But it is going to show you Lip really doesn't care. Let me ask you this, Doug. Um, is the PJ eventually going to have to just say, you know what, we're going to let these players, if they go to LIV, uh, play wherever they want. They want to come play in our tournaments. We're going to have to let them. Uh, 
would, would, the, do the LI, would the LIV contracts even allow them to do that if the PGA lifted that and said you can play wherever now? Yeah, no, I think, Barry, if if the PGA um, softened their stance, and right now uh, you can't play live if you're a member of the PGA Tour, um, even though uh, live just over the weekend had their qualifying tournament where three spots were open and there were there were a half a dozen PGA Tour players, including Jason Duffner, who tried to qualify for live. Um and the PGA Tour, you know, at first was like, you can go do it, give it a shot. And then at first they were like, well, wait a minute. If you actually qualify, then, you know, you may face a suspension, et cetera. But, but yeah, no, it's all on the table, Barry. And and some something's going to have to soften. There'll have to be some sort of stance. But don't you think uh, that's what John Rahm and those guys are thinking? Like, hey, eventually they're going to let us do whatever, and then the, it's not going to be – LIV's not going to have to pay us this kind of money. Uh, so let's just do it now, and it's going to work itself out. Well, I, you know, in the case of John Rahm, here's the deal. He's a Masters champion, so he plays in the Masters for the rest of his life. Uh, and since he won the Masters in the U.S. Open in the last couple of years, uh, he's in all the other majors for a, a minimum of five years. So he, John Rahm has no worries for five years. He's in the four biggest tournaments that he wants to be in. Um, he, he won't play in the Players' Championship, and he only plays 14 tournaments. And yet, uh, you know, he's getting this exorbitant amount of money. So his life has completely changed. He's, you know, they're getting paid golfers now, which to me is is mind boggling. These guys are getting paid as if they're a quarterback on an NFL team, or as if they're a home run hitter on a major league baseball team. I I never thought I'd see in my lifetime professional golfers getting paid for not doing anything. John Rahm doesn't even have to go out and win on the live. I mean, he's he's pulling in this 50, 60, 70 million dollars a year. I mean, it's just I never ever thought I would see that in professional golf, but here we are. And, and about two dozen two, two dozen guys, and I'm talking about elite players. They have 54 players on live, but about two dozen of those guys are former PGA Tour players who are are living the dream. Yeah. They've, they've cashed in, they've, oh. and that's basically what it's all about. Are you telling me that if I go out there and I and golf's a game of uh, good good today and next week really bad, and you lose your game, um, that I'm still going to get my money regardless of what how I play. I can be last on LRV and <laughs> still get my money. Yeah, I mean, isn't that amazing? Um, I mean, John Rahm is. A generational talent. He's 29 years old, 11 wins, two major championships, Ryder Cup star, and he he is a phenomenal player. I mean, I've been out there, and he's he's a notch above the rest, and and he's good at everything. He can hit it a long way. His short game is phenomenal. But coach, you're right. If he goes out to live and stinks it up, or he's not motivated, uh, finishes at the bottom of every tournament, doesn't matter. He's still going to make this this crazy amount of money every year. And he didn't even lose his Callaway golf contract, which was in the twenty to thirty million dollar a year range. So when you add it all up, uh, John Rahm is potentially the highest highest paid athlete on the planet in any sport. I mean, think about that. Well, Tiger, Tiger, and McElroy are, are trying to keep the PGA alive, I guess. Um, yeah, but. What's the, what's their theory on trying to keep it alive? 
Well, I, I think, you know, number one, we're, we're, again, we're talking about two of the richest athletes in the world, and, and Tiger's a billionaire. Um, he, he passed that, uh, you know, earlier this year. Uh, he and Michael Jordan and a couple other guys are, you know, the only athletes to, to reach the billionaire status. Uh, so he didn't want to go to live for whatever reason. And he and Rory are trying to establish this team competition on Monday nights, which would involve using simulators inside, you know, a type deal. It got, it got messed up that where were they were going to do it got messed up by a storm. And so they moved it to 2025. But that was their answer. They, they thought Liv had a good idea with the team golf. They think that's the future. And so now Tiger and Rory are involved with the PGA Tour, not, as, not so much as a player, even though they'll participate from a business point of view. So, you know, it's interesting. These guys are not only athletes and golfers, but now they're big-time businessmen. And that's, you know, they are looking out for the tour coach, but they're obviously looking out for themselves as well. I mean, these guys are... Yeah, they're they're making a lot of dough for a lot of people. When when does Liv uh, start going after like the Gordon Sargents? That they got kind of enough of the older guys now. I think they got to start getting plucking these new guys, uh, and they're not going to have to pay them uh, that kind of money. But uh, these these rookies that are that are coming out, uh, when will they start trying to get those guys, or will they, Doug? Barry, I think they're already doing it. Uh, you know, two years ago, um, they signed the top collegiate player, uh, and I think he was at Oklahoma State, and he was a young man from South America. And before he even had a chance to go on the PGA Tour, he's now on the Live Tour. And I, his name escapes him at the moment, but they, you know, they they offered him several million dollars, and he was a young man from South America uh, who couldn't pass it up. I mean, like here's, you know, here's six, eight million dollars, and so he and his business people took it. So, yeah, no, Gordon Sargent and people like that will certainly um, have the opportunity to go to live. And, and in the next year, that's a big year for Gordon Sargent. His last year as an amateur, uh, he'll play in all the tournaments, the majors as an amateur one more time. And very well may earn his uh, ticket through PGA Tour University. So I, I know Gordon and talking to him briefly and meeting, um, you know, his high school golf coach and his parents and stuff. I, I know he he wants to play in the PGA Tour. That's been a, a lifelong goal. But again, Liv is is I, w- I don't want to say complicating things for these young people. They're just giving them other options, which which they have to financially have to consider. Here's uh, here's the question of the year for the future: Will LIV roll their golf ball back? <laughs> what a great question, Coach. Yeah, I, they will. Um, you know, that is, a, uh, you know, the RNA and the USGA obviously run the rules of golf. And unless they want it to be tough, and it wouldn't do them any good not to roll it back because uh, in the major championships, you'll be using the, the new golf ball. So that would, uh, I wouldn't think that would uh, be a big positive for these guys to play the old golf ball for the live tournaments. And then when you go to the masters of the U S open, you'd be, you'd have the, uh, the new, the new golf ball. So uh, you, you slipped one, you slipped one in there or your caddy didn't realize you got a golf ball that, that's the old golf ball. Will you get penalized for that? <laughs> yeah, you'll get penalized. You know, it's interesting. Um, they interviewed Lucas Glover, Keegan Bradley, a couple other guys who have been practicing with a rollback ball. Uh, you know, these guys want to know what it's going to be like. And both Keegan and Lucas said, in most cases, uh, 
it set him back some 40 yards. Oh, my heavens. Think about that. Yeah, I mean, these guys averaged 315 yards off the tee. Uh, 40, yards. Back 40 yards. They're hitting it at 275, 280. So, I mean, uh, it's, it, it's a, it'll be a significant change. Great. I thought it was 13 yeah. yards or something. Great. No, no. I mean, yeah, when I read that with Lucas, I mean, and these guys go out there and practice all the time, and they want to know. They don't want to be surprised. So, you know, they get these prototype golf balls. Here's what we think it's going to be like, and they go out there. You know, they set yeah. themselves up on, well, on all the, the computers, the, and it's yeah. amazing. The reaching of a par five and two for some of these guys is completely over. Well, it'll again the proponents of the rollback, like Dottie Pepper, uh, Jack Nicholas. You know, they think it's important to change the golf ball. They they believe that a risk reward par five will now be a true risk reward par five, as opposed yeah. to they they feel right now these par fives are a driver mm-hmm. and a five iron. Ooh. Or or a driver and a seven iron, and they they think that is taken away from the game. Okay, uh, so that's their argument. Well, and I mean, will they uh, will the club makers look at the technology of the club and try to make that club that particular club hit that particular ball a little bit further? Yeah, Barry, I think so. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be yeah, there's going to be a clubs. Lot of, throw all my clubs away. No, I'll be. I won't be here. Yeah. Well, uh, I just, it, you know, golf's already an expensive sport, right? Golf balls are are very. If you hit a Titleist Pro V or or the top notch Bridgestone uh, or Callaway, I mean, they're expensive to buy a dozen golf balls. I'm telling and you right now, Doug, Dad's got a closet at his house. He's the only problem, Doug, I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of noodles. He's got fifty thousand. <laughs> I got, I got some noodles. Now you know when I was when I was working with Sonny, I told you that story. <laughs> I, I, the the rule was that long straight to suck up by the hole. That's what we advertise for. And if we hit it so the noodle goes so far that when you get to your ball, your golf carts are gone dead. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I've heard you say that before. Yeah. And I remember when the noodles came out. Yeah, they were they were a hot golf ball for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Well, you I can sell how, them things from. You million. don't know how much money. I mean, he probably needs to insure his closet out there, Doug. Especially <laughs> when they're rolling the ball back. I mean, they'd be lined up or down the street coming if he had like an estate no, sale selling out of that closet out there. <laughs> That would be a collector's item, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, that's funny. Doug, uh, we're, we've got Dad's going to do a blue plate, a couple blue plates for the uh, bowl games. Uh, Ooh, Chuck, Chuck, yeah, let me write those down. Chuck Norwood with Remax is our blue plate special guy. He said he wants some more winners. He's uh, been rolling in the dough, uh, not betting your picks, but betting Dad's. Uh, <laughs> are, are you studying these bowl games? So next week. You're going, yeah. to, you're going to have to lay some picks out there for us. We got to try to get that yeah. record. We never could get your record back to 500, but we got to. Good grief. We don't there. live that long. <laughs> <laughs> I finished strong. I was three and one the last week. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't go back farther than, you know, the last week. Yeah. yeah. Do you discuss it with your, uh, girlfriends <laughs> or boyfriends or whatever? Do you, do you discuss it? <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> well, no. Because, I, you know, listen, I, I try to, you know, in my little laboratory, you know, uh-huh. I talk to my friends in Vegas. I talk to this. I, I go over the analytics, guys. As you know, I bring it to the table every week. Yeah. And sometimes, you, got no fr- you got no friends in Vegas. Sometimes you crunch the numbers and sometimes it just doesn't pan out. You try to overthink it, though. You try to look. Yeah. When, when it looks obvious, just go the other way. <laughs> like you, you try to tell us all the reasons it's going to happen. If you will use that. 
theory, your wins will go way up. Barry, the show is not as good if he hits on some. I think, I think the listeners are wanting it. They're starting to feel sorry for him. I think they want him. I don't think they do. I don't know. People hit, talk to me and say, good luck. Or you just pick against them. They, they just stay away from the bed. It's like uh, Chuck Norwood. We'll try to tell him. And he, he has in his heart who he wants to win. So he won't listen to us because he'll go with his heart. And every time he does, he loses. We're like, don't go with your heart. Uh, go the no. other way. Then that way you feel like you can't lose. If, you, if your team lost, at least you won some money. Uh, so, you know. Doug, if you got any idea, any idea right now, I know you're not going, who would, who would win the Georgia Florida State game? Well, guys, you're right. That, that's where I was going. That, that, Georgia, as of right now, uh, I think they only have two opt outs. And most of their key players are going to play. FSU, on the other hand, has a bunch of opt-outs. Uh-oh. I think Georgia absolutely kills FSU. Uh-huh. I, mean, I, I know it's 14. Yeah. You wait and tell us next week, like Barry says. But no, you, I'm just saying. That's, you, that's a good, oh, and don't, don't forget, Tennessee, Iowa. Tennessee seven and a half. Iowa can't score, guys. It's a, on, a, go the other way, Doug. Go yeah. the other way. You have you've been listening. You've been listening to, to the show, then, because I've yeah. been looking at that. Yeah, and then some of them you just look at and say, "Don't look right." I'm just going to pass on it. Uh, yeah, no, there's there's a bunch of those. Yeah. Like, I mean, I have no idea. Like Texas A&M and Oklahoma State. Well, you can't no, figure out. Texas well, Texas A&M, A&M, Texas A&M, you got to take Oklahoma State. But you better no. be studying Penn State and Ole Miss. Take A&M in that one, Doug. That game's in no. Houston. No. Study Ole Miss and Texas and Penn State. Ole Miss, Penn State, yeah. Ole Miss is getting three and a half. I kind of like that one too. I mean, the SEC schools looking are looking decent to me. Missouri, Ohio State. What do you guys think about that one? I don't know how's that going. Ohio State quarterback. Exactly. Uh, So I'm I'm trying to figure out who who's going to play quarterback for Ohio State. So you almost have to stay out of that one, right? Yeah, I think these bowls. Of course, if you're transferring, there ain't nothing you can do. But I think they need to put some NIL money in these uh, big-time players' pockets uh, to make sure these guys play. It'll help attendance. Uh, Dr. Well, Pepper yeah, did no. that. Dr. Pepper did that for Bryce. Yeah. Yeah. And Will Anderson, yeah, they both were compensated last year. And both played really well in the bowl game, by the way. What about, you know, the Birmingham Bowl, Troy, their coach leaves for Tulane. Mm-hmm. So I guess it'll be an interim coach. You know, they're – they're getting seven and a half against Duke, who, by the way, has an interim coach too. So I thought that was kind of an interesting yeah. uh, game. I'm not, you know, I, yeah. I'm not sure how kids react to the interim coach. I mean, is it a meaningful game? Well, they got a defensive guy from from Penn State who used to be at Miami, yeah. and he may have the personality of a water buffalo. See, I think like A and M, for instance, they got Elko who's not going to coach the game. But the right. guy is there. But those players are going to want to perform because Elko is going to be watching, right? So you better <laughs> be practicing hard well, because well, what? they have eight opt-outs though. A and M has eight opt-outs, including their best defensive line. Yeah, those guys aren't who, coming back. I'm talking about the guys that are coming back. Yeah, no, I know, I know. I just, uh, mm. yeah, the, you have to lay off some of the games though, Barry. Yeah, because yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, if, if you have opt-outs, Ohio State, we're not sure who the quarterback's going to be. Uh, some of these teams who have an interim coach, I mean, uh, yeah, you just can't you can't go for those games. No doubt, you just can't. All right, Doug, tell yeah. us about MD Wellness and Aesthetics. We'll let you go. Yeah, hey, we're getting close to Christmas. Uh, I talked to Susan Brignett the other day, MD Wellness and Aesthetics dot com two zero five five eight two nine two one six. She's got a lot of gift certificates, and she's encouraging her customers and new customers to come in 
uh, and get a gift certificate for your uh, significant other. Uh, and we're talking about uh, hair loss, uh, skin care, weight loss, whatever you want to do, just come in and get the big gift certificate. And Susan will sit down with you right now. It's busy, though. A lot of people coming in. And they're still doing uh, Monday, Friday um, uh, consultations, free consultations with Dr. Mancuso. So, so again, check it out, um, 205-582-9216. And, oh, by the way, guys, the Old Gap Box podcast is up and running, talking a lot of golf, a lot of John okay. Roms. Don't forget that. All right. Thank Thanks, you, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Talk to you next week. Okay, sure. Thank you. All right, there's Doug Bell. Woo. I like Doug. What a, what a listener. Uh, what, what a, not listener, what a guest. All right, tell us about uh, Prince Glover and Hayes. At this time, after our second um, guest, we talk about Prince Glover and Hayes. So tune in every day to hear this. Prince Glover and Hayes, three four five one two three four. Have a have a unwanted accident. Have something come up in your life that really messes you up, and uh, was it any reason for it? That's the that's the easy way to talk about it. Then call Prince Glover Hayes at three four five one two three four. They can tell you situations that have come up just like yours. They can give you this, some advice. Then after they've done that on the telephone, go by seven hundred one Rice Mine Road, visit with them in person. There are attorneys who will go out and represent you in the right way. And they'll know exactly how to handle the situation that you have. Prince Glover and Hayes, 205-345-1234. PrinceLaw.net is, is the website. Always remember, if they don't win, you don't pay. Phone lines are open the rest of the show, 205-342-9904. This show has flown by today. This is the title 100.9 SE Home of Alabama Sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, we've got a wreck on McFarland eastbound near Academy Drive. We've got minor delays there. Traffic slows southbound on 43 at McFarland. If you see other conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. The year-end clearance is on now at Towns and Nissan with savings up to $10,000. Don't miss it. I'm Captain Ray. Hey, catch Christian and Corey Miller every weekday here on Tide 100.9. Hey, it's Corey Miller, pastor of pain of the Miller's Edge. Coming up on Monday, it's time. It's time to start preview and looking at the Michigan Wolverines, the next opponent for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Make sure you keep your lock in Tide 100.9, 1230WTBC as we, Christian and I, talk about the Tide and the Wolverines. Coming up on Monday. Tune in 11 to noon to hear Christian and Corey Miller break down everything from college to the pros on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama sports. Yeah. Like gold, Chris Stewart and Roger Hoover live right here. Tide 100.9 is a proud partner of the Crimson Tide Sports Network.
Tuscaloosa Toyota. Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. Look at that new inventory, the used inventory. Uh, you can schedule the service right there at the website. We talk to Justin every Wednesday. They got a ton of new vehicles out there on the lot. And if you're looking to uh, purchase one for the holiday season, a great Christmas gift uh, will be a great truck. Uh, one of those grand Highlanders, one of those beautiful Camrys. Uh, get by there today. Let them show you all the stuff that they have right there on like on Skyland Boulevard or go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. All right. What's your schedule, Barry? Uh, we play tomorrow, uh, at home, uh, versus Chelsea. And then Friday we play, uh, at, uh, Sipsy Valley. And then the next week we're up at, uh, up in Florence on Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your Tuesday deal is what time? 5.30. Against okay. Brooks, who's really good. I was looking at a little bit of them last night. Are, are you coming back home after that game? The first game, yes. We'll come back. That's uh, at 5.30. I'm sorry. 5.30. We'll go up Thursday and play and then spend the night and play again on Friday. What um, time is your Friday? No, we, your don't Thursday? Know, we don't know any of that till it's... But you played at Coffee two games and, and UNA the last game? Coffee High School, yes, on Tuesday, Thursday, and then UNA. All the teams will go there and play on uh, Friday. So then we'll have three days off and then we go up to Hoover on the 28th, 29th, and 30th. We'll play in the tournament up at Hoover High School. Okay, so a lot of, get, a lot of games, uh, over the holidays. So I know a lot of the students get, uh, a lot of break, but basketball guys, uh, Justin, they're practicing and playing and yeah. all that. So, um, 28th, 29th, and 30th, is that a, a tournament? That's a tournament up at Hoover, yes. Yeah, okay. Hoover High School. So a lot of, a lot of teams playing the holiday tournaments. Uh, I do want to get a little bit of a brag for the city schools here. Uh, the Max Preps, uh, new poll is out and actually, uh, Northridge, which I'm happy is ranked number one. And Paul Bryant, who also is in our area, is ranked number two. I believe Hillcrest, which is in our area as well, is ranked number 10. So Tuscaloosa City Schools, uh, doing well in 6A basketball. Um, so anyway, that's, uh, nice for those kids. Uh, to be uh, recognized. All right, uh, Coach Saban and those guys. I heard a lot of the football players had gone home. Maybe, I don't know, uh, Justin, are finals going on this week or finals at Alabama done? Everybody done? Finals are, are this week, started today. Yeah. Okay, so maybe a lot of those guys didn't have finals. Uh, that, so they let them kind of get away. They get treatment. They come in, maybe do some work on their own. But they'll start getting uh, serious uh, coaches out on the road. Uh, recruiting. So that's why people say they don't think he's retiring or he wouldn't yeah. be out beating the bushes as much as yep. he is in Good recruiting. Um, just your thoughts about what's going on right now with the football program. The players kind of getting a little bit of a break. The coaches keep grinding on the recruiting trail. Uh, what's going on over there? Well, I think the biggest thing that worry me a little bit and, and not anything you can do about it is conditioning. I think uh, you, you bring them back and you're going to play on uh, January the 1st. And uh, I, I guess you can get it back the way. I think conditioning's always been a little bit of a scary for when I was there watching them play uh, and watching them practice. Is it's a little bit difficult uh, the way you know sometimes you eat during the holidays and sometimes you don't work out quite as good as you should. Of course, they they're very well organized there, and they they should be. The other teams got the same problem. Michigan will have the same kind of situation, similar. So I think it's. Um, and, and coach uh, going out recruiting, I think that leaves indications that uh, you know everything's fine with him. Just 
you just don't know exactly what's going to take place if you were to win it all. And um, but I think I think the football team is. This is the time of year that the that the trainers, not necessarily the trainers, but the the people who handle the conditioning part of them do a good job with them because they're they're closer to them for just a few days, and they need to be darn sure that they handle themselves in a way that they stay halfway conditioned because it's a, it's a long time until the first of, these, of January. All right, Justin, I'll tell you what. I don't want to cut Joe. Uh, I actually met uh, someone who's close to Joe uh, over the weekend. was at my house, but I don't want to cut Joe's short. So let's go ahead and take this break. We'll bring Joe back okay. and uh, have plenty of time with Joe. No, we Tied 100.9. Is he home of Alabama Sports? Tied 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we've got a wreck on McFarland eastbound near Academy Drive. We've got minor delays there. Traffic slows southbound on 43 at McFarland. If you see other conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. The year-end clearance is on now at Townsend Nissan with savings up to $10,000. Don't miss it. I'm Captain Ray. Coming up, Coming up on The Game with Ryan Fowler. Coming up on the Monday edition of The Game. We're going to do the good, the bad, and the ugly from the weekend. There'll be a lot of things that we'll be discussing, getting you ready for the upcoming game. Alabama, the Michigan Wolverines will start our apology tour. What will that be about? All starting at 2 o'clock right here on The Game. T-Town, Tide 100.9, WTBC. Your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Wayne's Pest Control, serving 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. Let the great folks at Wayne's make sure your home is protected from those unwanted pests. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, and mosquito prevention services. They also can help get that lawn uh, sprayed up for the winter, uh, where it will take care of you in the spring and the summer. All right, get right to the uh, Wayne's Pest Control hotline. Get Joe in. Good morning, Joe. Hey, Joe. Guys, what's up? So, you, uh, I guess you're fixing to tell me you met Kathy at your I did. Christmas party. I did. All right. I did. Yeah. I now, knew when you were I saying put, now that. I put two and two together. Uh, so, Uh-oh. so well, got all the okay. dirt on you, Joe. We'll just keep it between us. So, well, there is a lot of dirt. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I told her well, you were one of our favorite callers. So, oh, really? Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Barry's wanting something. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, you know, I nailed it yesterday. What'd you do? Say, Barry, he's pretending like he didn't tell me. You know, no, I don't when know. I what said, you, I don't know. I don't remember. I said, Memphis, I said Memphis would beat A&M at A&M. Oh, I didn't. Oh, it beat, but was that, was that A&M? Yeah, it was. Uh, you did nail it. Uh, sure did. I didn't know that. I don't remember you Memphis saying that. Memphis must be good. And A&M, I don't know what's going on with A&M. Yeah, I called you guys and I said Memphis is going to go four and one after they beat Missouri and Arkansas against the SEC. They got beat. Ole Miss, Ole Miss. managed to beat them. 
Yep, and I, that was the one I thought we'd win. And and I said, and they'll beat A and M and A and M. And of course, Wimp started taking up for his buddy Buzz. Yeah. No, I didn't. I don't even remember you even mentioning that. I do not. Well, you did. Yeah, you did. You yeah. did. You did. I tell you, if I tell you, it's raining. I don't, I don't I, usually. I, I don't I, usually I go against I, the home team. <laughs> I think I said as well. I thought A and M would win for sure that game. So um, I don't remember. If why you did, did you, Barry, why did you think? A, I mean, Memphis would win that game. After watching them against Ole Miss, and A&M just don't impress me at all. Yeah. Taylor was 0 for 9 in threes. Yeah, and, you know, Taylor's pretty short. He's the point guard. And uh, Memphis put old, um gosh, I can't think of his name now on him, and he shut him down. He put all his threes, he had to just rush him. And yeah, I'll tell you. Um Quinterly got 24-2. I, I think a lot of people yep. were glad Quinterly left. And I said after watching this try for a little bit, Quinterly is uh, tough to guard, man. Sure is. He is tough, and he's yeah. older. So, uh, big, whatever they paid for him, it was worth it, uh, Joe. You know, I, what I like about watching their games is Stansbury and Penny. And mm-hmm. Stansbury getting his little comments in. And you can tell sometimes Penny's not in the uh, mood to hear it uh, during the game. <laughs> Stansbury looks miserable over there to me. Yeah, Stansbury's all man over there. Yeah. 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 He's like using Stansbury. it to get. I do too. I mean, I always thought he'd been a great evangelist to a preacher because <laughs> he could, he could recruit anybody and talk to anybody. You and know, his it. wife used to give the, give the goodies to all the officials before they came to Mississippi, Mississippi State to call the game. So that didn't that's hurt. Smart, yeah. That's smart. And the thing about her, she sat right up close to the bench. You know, most of the wives sit up like in the middle or somewhere, you know. Man, she was right there in the TV. Oh, show. that's what Rick Barnes does in Tennessee. He gives what his face to God. You know, uh, our uh, boy, uh, Arkansas. Darby Good. Rich is the strength coach for Memphis. So, uh, for him to go back to A&M, I saw the pictures of Darby and, uh, he was pretty excited, I think, to go back there and win that yeah. game. He got Darby looks short. Yeah, Darby's not short. Though. Well, y'all agree now the, the pro the procrastinate not pro the, the projection boys said state A uh, and M would finish second this year in the conference. Of course, I know we ain't played a conference game yet, but oh, I didn't. I know they're not the twenty first ranked team in the country. That's for yeah, sure. I didn't know they'd pick second. I'm sorry. Oh, Miss uh, went went on the road at Central Florida, I think, or somewhere yeah, in Central Florida. Florida. Not an old. it out. Uh, so those same guys picked Memphis. I mean, picked uh, Ole Miss to finish tenth. Yeah, I picked them to be the most yeah. improved in the league. I think uh, you know South Carolina going to East Carolina. I know that doesn't sound like, but but to go on somebody's home court and win Auburn, then yep. go to App State and win. So South Carolina may. I don't know if they'll win in the conference, but they're not as easy of an out as you would have thought they were going to be at the beginning of the season. They're sitting yep. here. Currently uh, at eight and one, so they've been a surprise as well. Well, you, remember you and you and Wimp both talked that day that after those after those predictions, y'all said that uh, he took it personal, yeah, very personal, yeah. So, so we'll see how that. Missouri's not out. bad. They, they did a good job against Kansas. <laughs> Yeah. Well, did we play? Yeah, they did, but they got waxed by Memphis at home first game. Yep. yep. All right, uh, Joe, that's it. That's it for the day. Show. Later. Thanks, Thanks, sir. Thanks. All right, well, as we get closer, uh, we'll get Kevin Skarbinski on tomorrow. Uh, they said Kevin had on some 
gloves up in the booth uh, calling these high school games. People were bragging on them. They didn't like his gloves, but they said he did a good job. So we'll talk to Kevin about some great high school football here in Tuscaloosa over uh, the weekend or last week uh, with uh, Sarah Land going down to Clay Chalfa was a little bit of a surprise. All right, that's it for today's show. We'll get out of here make way for the Gary Harris Show. So keep it locked in. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody. We'll be right back.